coming up this week. SeaWorld announces a new attraction, then shakes up their leadership. And budget issues at Shanghai Disneyland may be affecting the U.S. parks. Plus, later, Mary Jo continues her basic drive around the beach communities of Southern California. All that coming up next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 551, for the week of February 21st, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mulata-Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there! Plus our special guests Brian Harkins and Frank Rook. Hello. Yay. Hello. There we go. Awesome. Uh, how was everyone's week? Awesome. Good. It was great. <laughs> Mine was great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I am too. I'm. I'm. I spent the week in Orlando, which was which was nice. Got to spend some time with the Orlando team. Got to appear on the on the Tuesday podcast, which is always fun. Uh, also, got to meet up with some listeners. And some Fine. friends uh, met up with Mark, um, who also is one of our Coasting for Kids folks out in Valley Fair, I believe. He, he rode there last year, which is cool. Uh, got to meet up with uh, Tina and Marty. Oh, they're fun. Yeah, they are fun. And then I got to have uh, meet up with our, fr- our good friend Stephen. Who now works out in? Oh, yeah. How's he doing? He's 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 loving life out there. So he looks happy from his Facebook post. Yeah. Yep. So that the very cool that I got to meet up with some friends and I get to hang out in the parks with Kathy Whirling. And so yeah, that's 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 the we love Kathy. Yeah, that's the fun things to hang out and hang out in her parks. So, um, anything in housekeeping. I have a few things, but I'll let everybody else go first. <laughs> okay. um, real quick, talk about the Divas thing coming up this week. Um, this week, we have our annual Divas uh, weekend. Mm-hmm. We've been getting together since 2008. And I think in our... So what's happening is it starts off Wednesday with dinner. And be through from it ends uh, Wednesday starts with Wednesday at dinner sorry and then goes through Sunday breakfast but then there'll be some divas who get there earlier right. some who get there later and basically what it is is a group of women who leave husbands and children behind and Aww. 18 and above go guys have that opportunity if I they want to go um, but the the gals have it's an opportunity where we can just go let our hair down and just enjoy grown up time in the parks and and bonding, there have been some true friendships that have developed over the years since we started this. And, you know, shout out goes to Beth Uranga, who's the one, I want to say Beth Uranga, but we call her Beth Uranga, um, who's, who started the whole thing. She moved out west and put a post on the Diz boards and said, hey, I'm thinking of getting a girl's uh, a weekend together who's interested. And just girl, ladies just started um 
saying that they wanted to do it. And I think the first year there were 30 of us. This year, I think there's going to be, um, through the whole weekend, it's like a total of almost 100. Wow. Who are going. And because it's become so, I don't want to say complex, but because there are a lot of women, you know, we have our meet and greet at the Paradise Pier Ballroom because we've outgrown every other um business center and, and horrible problem to hope. have yeah i know right <laughs> so we have a committee that gets together so next week I, i'll just um do thank yous to all the committees but we have a, a committee for the meet and greet we have a committee for the scavenger hunt that we're going to have on friday we have one of our gals melody uh designs t-shirts so every year we have a different theme so they come up with a theme this year it's diamonds are a diva's best friend pretty appropriate i think and um so we'll have some cool T-shirt that will be unveiled at the meet and greet. And on top of all that, you know, this getting together and the friendships and having fun, um, another listener and one of our Diz friends, Jen Grenold, said, you know, while we have this, why not take the opportunity to let the gals um, do something? Some yeah, do <laughs> something, ch- you know, charity worthy. And so she said, why don't she suggested give kids the world and a group just jumped on it. So there's a committee for Give Kids the World and it's headed by Jen who not only has spearheaded the, but she's pretty much like done my stuff. So thank you, Jen. But there's also Jill Foster, Ruth, um, Nancy Kersley, Dee Dee Nelson, Tracy Rodriguez, Maureen um, Staltari and Chris Vettel um, and Ruth Lucas. I'll just say her last name too. And this committee, they've they've done laws to prepare and made sure that everything's done legally through California laws and federal laws. And so far we've raised, um, we have a, a matching grant up to $5,000. So from the online auction, we've raised 2500 so far. So we're hoping um, to raise more during the meet and greet itself. Now, now can anybody uh, get in on the auction online? No, um, this year they asked that it just be for the divas. Okay. And that's why I also didn't ask for anybody to donate anything since it was just going to be among them. Because some of it is, per, they make um, things that are appropriate just for the divas. And so it's just for them. But there's there's one gal who offers um, a stay at a, a cabin on a lake. And I think that sold out in five or five minutes or ten minutes. And so it's incredibly generous people that have been have donated some of these items. And it's just something that Pete started on that cruise where he said, let's do the power of 10, right? And people have just taken off and it gives everybody the opportunity to to help others. You know, and I always say it's a week of normalcy for for some of these families, you know, with these children who are fighting terminal illnesses. So I, I I just have to give kudos to all the women who participate. And How much did you raise last year? That was a ton. Last year we raised seventy one hundred. We raised yeah. seven thousand one hundred. Yeah. So you know we're hoping to, to do better this year, and it looks like we're on our way to doing it. But um, if anybody wants to donate and and just send me an email, and we of course will take any donations. At all everything goes to Give Kids the World. So of course there's no overhead on our part. Um. Because it's we're doing it for the children mm-hmm. and their families. Right. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Tony's not here tonight. He is traveling. He usually, if he has reached his destination, he is on the show, but he is on a plane, I think, right now. So, yeah, it um, happens. Unfortunately, he's not here. However, he, um, I think it was yesterday, the day before, he went commando into Great Wolf Lodge and took a few he pictures. He went commando? He didn't wear any underwear? Wow. <laughs> you really like go that, into yes. the details. Yeah, yeah, I, TMI. I, I didn't double check but um he got us some pictures from ray wolf lodge but also i wanted to mention that i will be at the grand opening um coming up in a couple weeks so then we'll be able to have uh, more pictures maybe some videos some interviews from some of the executives and things like that so that's coming up like first weekend in march so um and also i will be at um not spray farm this friday to, to get a tour of the construction for the Ghost Rider and for Mrs. Knott's Chicken Dinner Restaurant. So uh, watch my Twitter feed for pictures from that. If you are not following me on Twitter, um, there are links on our show notes page, page to all of our social media outlets. So um, head to show notes page for the most recent show. Scroll all the way to the bottom and each of us is listed with our Facebook link and our Twitter link and any other links that we have, such as O oh, Periscope. Um, and um, is anybody Michael's on Instagram? Anybody else on Instagram? No. no. This no. very moment, no. You know what I mean. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I know. I said you. I said Michael's oh, on Instagram. I thought you said I'm not. Oh no! I said Michael <laughs> is on Instagram. I am. Okay. Good. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Um, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen to us live every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, join us on Mixler at Mixler.com. It's M-I-X-L-R.com. You'll find links to that in our show notes page and on our Facebook page. Uh, and let's see what else I want to talk about. Be sure you're checking out the Daily Fix every Monday through Friday at... Oh my gosh, 9, no, yeah, 9 a.m., whoo, wow, Pacific time, <laughs> I'm still on jet lag, um, 9 a.m. Pacific time uh, for the three, four minutes of today's Disney news, and of course, all the Orlando shows that are coming out, Mondays is the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show, Tuesday is the Walt Disney World Show, Wednesday is the trip, I believe this week is the last week of the trip. And then, of course, Thursday is the Universal Show. Uh, and you can check all of those out at our show notes page at www.disunplug.com. I got it all in there. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, any other housekeeping? Mary Jo, you have something else? I do. Okay, go for I it. Just, uh, a couple of things. The February annual pass specials are now in their last week. This past week, they Fantasyland was featured, and they did have Roger Rabbit as a special character. And next week, we'll feature Tomorrowland with Baymax. Nice. And I did get recipe cards for Michael. And so <laughs> this Thank week, you. it's the... Come on. Well, so <laughs> well I have... I'm, I'm trying to see if this is the one. Um, the, tres leches cuff, the Tres Leches Cake. Mm, yum. Ooh. And um, I like what they have here. They have notes in the back, right? So in the note, they, in the back, they say um, that you can add. It says uh, Pierce cake with a fork, thirty to 
40 times with together to make me three-fourths cup milk, blah, blah, blah. Add sweetened condensed milk, a cup of heavy cream, and rum, which is optional. So I thought you might like that, Michael. Oh, sounds so, good. So you add the rum. And then the other one is rainbow sprinkle whoopie pies. <laughs> so, so you can ooh. make whoopie from that recipe. You can. It's kind whoopie. of makes me think of those, uh, the ice cream that the unicorns make, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, so that I was reading good. somewhere that they, was it last week, they were giving every, all annual pass holders, even the ones that have the the classic annual passes, free photo pass for the week. Did anybody else see that? I don't know. I've been taking advantage of photo pass. Okay. Yeah, but like the the um, the ones that haven't expired yet and had to renew at the at the higher levels don't have that. But I was seeing reading that they were giving that to for like the one week they were giving that to annual pass holders. So I could be wrong. That was nice. Yeah, I don't know. It may I have been just been, may have just been for the week, but it's worth it's worth asking about. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah. The, the one thing I do like is over in the Blue Sky Cellar, they have those charging stations, and I mentioned it um, for the annual pass holders. Mm-hmm. So I went back again just to see. They have four tables with six plugs each and two USB ports on each table. Nice. So I thought that was really nice. So if you don't have a plug, because I heard somebody on the tram complaining about US, not having USB ports. So I, I thought, I'm going to go check it out just to make sure. So each table has two USB ports and three pl- and six plugs. Nice. And any any so I'm hoping that after this is over that they'll keep that there for the annual pass holders. Mhm. Um yeah. Yeah. they they need to do something better with that building but yeah. Well, I mean right now it's I really like it because they're helping with the with the Disneyland app. They're really pushing people to to use it and right. they help they helped me I um sync my pa- my annual pass to mm-hmm. it and photo pass to it so now when i go i wasn't using it before but now i'm using it when i go over there w- when the signal is working yeah and it's great for seeing what the time weight is for the all the attractions what characters are out and other things i i'm really liking it so i it's, do recommend people downloading the disneyland it's, it's um, phase app. one of their evil plan to bring <laughs> magic bands to disneyland no no say it isn't so <laughs> Well, it would be cool if it was maybe if we could do the it's, it's, I don't know. It's going gonna to be say. interesting to see what happens because even Shanghai is not using magic bands, so Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um did, did you have anything any other housekeeping Yeah, I, I have a couple um she has mine. Still a, still a couple. Okay. Yeah, still a couple. Um I went to the tour book because I've been going every weekend because it's been so nice over yeah, at Disneyland. Yeah. So I went over to the tour booth today to the tour guide kiosk and asked them what tours they have going on right now. And they told me that both Cultivating the Magic Tour, which was the one about all the horticulture. That's right. a good tour. That's a great tour. And Discover the Magic are both on hiatus now while they do the construction. Oh. So where did, where right did now, Cultivating go that is not there right now uh they probably i'm trying to think they probably took you back maybe along the i thought you went on that one no i did go on it but it's been a while i have to read my blog (laughs) Um, they they took you up i know by um a big thunder trail 
You went That's up along there. That's what I was there. trying to say. Because, okay. uh, cause, yeah, I went on that one, too. Cause you looked at the cactus and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be one that would really interest you, Michael. I'm glad yeah, you went on it. I did it. Yeah, it's great. I would do it again. Yeah, that one I recommend. And Discover the Magic is on hiatus, too, because it, it, it went to for the Sawyer area. Island. Maybe the train. It you went know. to Tom Sawyer Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, because remember we were talking about we were wondering where they would go to since they weren't going to go on Tom Sawyer Island. Well, they just said, you know what? Let's it's just not go it. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So they, the tours they do have are Welcome to Disneyland, Walk in Walt's Footsteps, and, of course, the California, California. Story. Yeah. So there's three tours at Disneyland, as well as the little ones that they have at the hotels and stuff like that, and a ca- and Carthay Circle. And then I wanted that my last one is I wanted to give some more feedback on the Toy Story parking lot. Um, last week I was really frustrated because they had there was no way that I, they were going to let me park at the Mickey and Friends, <laughs> and I had to go to Toy Story. So I ended up walking from the farthest point in Toy Story parking lot. Um, to Disneyland Resort, which was fine. It, it actually ended up being fine. So now that I've been broken in, I parked there Saturday evening and I got the Woody section. Um, and it was very, I thought it was very convenient. So the coming back, the line switched back and it kind of went around that little railing that's that won't let people go into the street. Right. And so when I got there, it was 9.30 p.m. And from 9.30 p.m., to go through that long line, take the bus back to the um, parking lot. I was at my car by 9.57. So it was like 25 minutes or less to get from a very crowded evening from Disneyland to the Toy Story parking lot. So I was just letting people know, don't worry about it if you see these long lines and don't get freaked out because especially in the evening, Disneyland's going to well, make sure. And it's one line. Whereas if you head over to the trans on the other side, it's multiple line. It's crowd rule. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's just a little, you know, it's kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. You think it's going to take forever, but it goes quickly yeah. because of the, the loading and stuff. So, and then I, since I was there by myself, they were saying, you know, is, is any, anybody willing to get on the, the, the bus uh, and stand and I said oh, I'll do it and so I got up there and and kudos this nice young man he was there with his family offered me his seat oh so nice and I I told him thank you but no thank you and he said that his mom ra- his mama raised him to be polite <laughs> so it was cute and it was it made me laugh because in the past if somebody had offered their seat I was like I'm too young you know I don't ha- need your seat and then now I'm like I'm so appreciative I'm like thank you so much but it, it oh, the baby. ride was so short I didn't need to to go on it so those are all my housekeeping uh, okay Whew. and thank you for listening um <laughs> anybody else have i know any- right you think she was me or something I know, right? <laughs> anybody else have anything michael you got anything no okay nancy no you I think we're ready to I, move i've been on. buried That's in fun. i've been buried in elementary variety show costumes but i'm turning a child into wendy this week wow cool. on a disney theme so all right before we move on to news let's talk with frank and brian who graciously decided uh, agreed to join us tonight and frank and brian were mentioned this week on the universal show they emailed craig and said hey we've been to wizarding world and Here's our thoughts about it. I'm like, okay, since we have a microphone, let's get Brian <laughs> and Frank on, and we don't have to worry about all that video stuff. So, welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you for inviting us. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, between the two of you, you've been, what, 23? 
three times? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in four times now. Four times, okay. And I've been in three. Okay, and again, we're talking about Wizarding World of Harry Potter over at Universal Studios Hollywood. Yes. That is in soft open off and on now since, what, a week or so since, ago? Since the 12th. Okay, cool. Um, initial thoughts. You And you've, you've experienced the Florida version as well, right? Yes, we have. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I know you were at Dizapalooza, but I don't know if you would. I'm assuming you had experienced yeah, we've, it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've been uh, a couple times. So, give us like a bit the basics. Um, your thoughts. Uh, it's it's Hogsmeade that they have in Islands of Adventure, right? And uh, it's awesome. <laughs> Yay! So glad to hear this. It's really, really awesome. Um, you when you enter. Um, you, it, it's laid out almost exactly the same as okay. Florida. Um, there was a bit of a debate, but we finally did realize in our pictures that the castle is closer. So it's a little bigger here than it is in Florida. Wow. Um, it's, you know, it's got everything. It's got butterbeer. It's got... Um, you right know, now they have frozen journey. and they have the regular butterbeer. And we've heard that they're going to get the hot, but they don't have that yet. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's got the Forbidden Journey ride. Uh, our version is in 3D. Okay. Which uh, Orlando does not have yet, but the rumor is they're going to be getting it. The 3D really doesn't add all that much now, to the ride. Is there any issue keeping the glasses on with the... I haven't had any trouble with okay. it. But the glasses that they're handing out right now are the um, Transformer glasses. That you get, <laughs> okay. So they're not yeah. themed in any way, and yeah, the Quidditch in, goggles haven't happened yet. Yeah, so, so like. they're probably in delay in production. Probably. Um, so yeah, this you know, soft opening. Those. This soft opening is really far in advance yeah, of when it, the it's scheduled to open. What April seventh? April seventh. Yeah. yeah, and this is yeah. And when I went on the twelfth, which was the first day of soft opening. And I was just expecting, you know, oh, the ride might not be working, um, but I can at least walk around the land. Everything was open. Fant- uh, Forbidden Journey was working. Uh, Flight of the Hippogriff was running. Wow. Um, even the Three Broomsticks restaurant was serving its full menu. Wow. Wow. And it's, you know, the Three, Broom- the three Broomsticks is almost an identical copy to Orlando's okay. um, inside. Outside the seating area uh, of ours is a little bigger because more people will want to sit outside than they will in Florida in July. Um, ours sits our the, that patio area kind of butts up against Springfield and the tram tour entrance. So there are certain areas of that where you can hear Springfield and the tram announcements. So that's a little weird. Uh, yeah, and so the Florida for um, land is a lot more immersive. You feel like you've actually transported to Hogsmeade. But here there's the sound and there are certain sight lines that remind you that you're in a theme park. Do you think that there's any chance of them changing that or are we going to be... I, I have it, to it say when for the sounds, the only place that you can hear outside is that the patio of three broomsticks when you're in the land itself and you're walking up the road and you're going towards the castle you it you just hear harry potter 
they did an amazing job of sound of blocking the sound from the outside. What won't change, however, though, is when you approach the castle, you can see an office building <laughs> behind it. Um, yeah, and you'll never be able to get rid of that just because. Just because, yeah. Um, right. right behind the stage where they do the uh, frog choir is the Shrek show building. That's not so bad because it's just a white building. I don't even think a lot of people would notice it. Um, but there are other areas as you move further into the land and look to your right. Like you can see the Hilton Hotel. Um, you can see some of the back lot of and, Universal and Studios. That, and that's why Anaheim has a rule against tall buildings, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, that's for me, that's the only drawback. Mm-hmm. And I got used to it very quickly. Other well, than and- that, it's amazing. And you can't help certain tall buildings there because of the fact that you've got hills and ca- you know hills and valleys and and exactly you know I mean you have to take a freaking escalator to get down to the back lot. Yes. <laughs> you have to take four so, freaking escalators. Well, to get yes. down the back lot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so and, um, there's Forbidden Journey, and then there's also Dual, um, Dragon's Challenge, right? No, Hippogriff. The Flight I'm of the, sorry, the, the Hippogriff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Flight the... of the Hippogriff, is that like a roller coaster? Yes. It's kind of yeah. like a little kiddie roller coaster. Okay. It's a little it's a little uh, little more elaborate than Gadget Go Coaster in Toontown. Okay. Um it's a it's a fun roller coaster, uh, but never wait over half an hour for it. It's forty seven seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. However, it has amazing views. Uh it's the only place in the land where when you get to the top peak of the roller coaster, you can see Hogwarts Castle, and behind the castle is the entire San Fernando Valley. And that's gorgeous. Yeah. It's right just really, really cool to see that view. Zoe will ride that with you, Mary Jo. No problem. Zoe loves um, playing the Hippogriff in, in Orlando. So. And, and in Forbidden of- Journey, is that like the one at Islands of Adventure? Or yes. Yeah. It, yes, exactly that's the one like inside it. the castle. Yes, it, well, except it's in 3D. They're still tweaking it. So because the film is in 3D, they've had to lighten everything because 3D makes the when film When you wear darker. the 3D glasses, it darkens yeah. everything. So they have to lighten things up, and they're still tweaking those levels because there are still points where you can see the ceiling or uh-huh. see a wall. Uh, yeah. But every time that we've been on it, it's a little different. So they're really working on that hard to uh, make it better. Uh, and there are three 3D effects that really work well. The rest adds some depth, gives you a little bit more feeling of flight. So it's nice. You know, um, I don't want to give exactly those part, parts away because I don't yeah, want no people worries. to be uh, right. worried about that. So it is enhanced, but the, the lighting in the whole practical sets is enhanced. So you can see a lot more detail in the observatory. Um, if you've been on it, there's a dragon and there's a bridge that it's kind of breaking through. And you can see down the bridge on that where it was just the front of the bridge in Florida. Wow. It's, so it's it's very that's cool. That's kind of cool. It's very cool. The force perspective is amazing in that yes. one little scene. Yes. And I, there I, seem to be more Dementors. Now, I talked to Craig, who's on the Diz Universal, and he says they've always been there. But it's so dark in Florida, you don't see them. But we can see them here. And I counted 16 practical Dementors. Wow. 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 I don't remember seeing ever seeing that many in Florida. It was amazing. It was wonderful. It was scary. It was great. <laughs> uh, another difference is because you're wearing 3D glasses, they don't take your photograph. So there's no oh, ride yeah. photo. 
okay. for this, um, which I'm fine with. Yeah, um, yeah that's not a deal breaker. Yeah, and it, it also came at, it comes in a, when you're it's really dark, so they flash you, and it's like, wow, wait, what? Um, yeah. And that, so then when you exit into Filch's, the, there's no uh, counter to buy photographs. They're just normal registers now. Okay. Well, I do want to mention about the Forbidden Journey uh, seats. In okay. Florida's, they've expanded the two outside seats for larger guests. And I'm six foot three and 200 <clears throat> pounds. So <laughs> I always have to be on the outside and I have to remind them when I go up there, I got to fit into the outside seats. Here, we've talked to team members and I did sit in the other seats. So they've all been expanded for the larger nice. guests. Oh. Well, you know, that was such a huge issue originally yeah. in the opening. I remember so. that we were worried but the before we went the first time. Um, but that by the time we went the first time, they had expanded the outer two seats. Right. I have and they question. do have test seats. Oh, go ahead, Michael. No, no, if you're still talking about seats, go on. Um, in front of the journey, uh, Forbidden Journey, they had the test seats. But they changed it a little bit and made it a little more discreet, which is great. They're not just facing out so everybody can see you. They mm-hmm. turned them 90 degrees, so you just have to go a little bit further in. It's pretty much right where it is in Florida. But then you're facing a different way, so not everyone's watching you as they see if you can fit into the seat. And I thought that was really nice. And you, so you don't feel yeah. like you're on display. And if you don't fit, you're not as embarrassed. It's handled well. It's, I was wondering, in terms of size of the whole land, is it comparable to the one in Orlando? Or is it smaller, larger? To me, it seems pretty much the same size. And to me, it feels smaller. It's, it's a little shorter, a little less deep. But yeah. you don't. So the curve's a little bit sharper when you curve from when you first walk in to go to the, uh, where they yeah. have the frog choir. It is positioned a little differently. Uh, Flight of the Hippogriff is pushed back a little further. So okay. now Forbidden Journey and Flight of the Griffith, uh, Flight of the Hippogriff are kind of right across from each other. Well, um, and that makes sense because yeah. you know you don't have you don't have to worry about the other attraction. Well, they could put it where they wanted to here, yeah. whereas in Orlando it was already there. They just had to work yeah. around it. And um, but other than that, like when you walk into the land, you still have Honey Dukes on the left. The uh, Hogwarts Express is on your right. Oh, an, a big difference is since we do not have uh, the Dragon Challenge roller coaster, we mm-hmm. don't need those lockers that are right there next to the Hogwarts Express. Mm. What they've put in there instead is a photo opportunity. So when you go into that little building, they have one of the cabins of the Hogwarts Express sitting there and the window is a green screen. So you can sit in the seats um, and they give you scarves and wands if you need them. Um, <laughs> if and you didn't bring your own. If you didn't right. bring your own, yeah. Um, and yes, I do have a full set. Um, <laughs> and um, they'll take your photo and then when you go to look at your photo, the green screen they can fill with three separate images, whichever one you prefer. One's a shot of, uh, of Hogwarts off in the distance. One is a shot of Dementors approaching the train. And then the third one is the Ford Anglia flying across the lake. Cool. So you can pick w- one of those three for your photo. And that, I believe, was twenty four ninety five. Uh, yeah. Speaking of wands, um, is Ollivanders? 
Yes, Ollivanders is there. Our Ollivanders is on the opposite side of the street than Florida's. Okay. And it's they did that because they had a little bit more room now. Okay. So did they inc- did I hear that they increased the size of it? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, there's That's only one Olive there's only one Ollivanders. Like there's of only course. one Mickey Mouse. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but sometimes the magical door will open on the left <laughs> and sometimes the magical door will open on the right. And that will lead you in and there the wand master will pick a person and it's similar to um, uh, Florida's. And then at the end of the show you then exit out right into the main Good Ollivanders uh, store. Which, since it's now on the opposite side, that's not the outpost or uh, the the new room that they built behind Bergen and Morgan and Burks in Florida. So we have a dedicated Ollivander shop like they do in D- Diagon Alley, just a bit smaller. It's not as big. Yeah, yes, it is smaller, but it's it's nice to have a bit more room when you're searching for a wand in Hogsmeade. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you almost never hear people say. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Have you tried, other than the butterbeer, have you tried any of the other food? Yes. Okay. Uh, we've eaten at Three Broomsticks each time we went. Um, I got, the, uh, so I've, we've eaten the fish and chips. Uh, we've eaten, they call it the roast, which is actually prime rib. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, for theme park. Theme park prime rib. Yeah. Prime rib. Theme park. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was very um, flavorful, a little bit on the greasy side, the one that I had. Yeah. But it was flavorful and pretty good. I was surprised <laughs> for a counter yeah. service kind of thing in a theme park. It was definitely worth it. Um, uh, shepherd's so, pie. Mm, I liked the shepherd's pie in Orlando. That was really good. This had a lot of pepper. Boy, this uh-huh. one had a kick. <laughs> um, and no. then, uh, Frank, what did you have? Um, the, the bangers. Stew. They had the... Uh, Guinness the Guinness stew, stew which is really right. good. We haven't tried the bangers yet. I heard the bangers were extremely good. It, you know, we saw a couple people with them, and they looked really good. And Frank was also noticing today, because we were in today, <laughs> um, <laughs> the salads. Do you want to tell them about the salads, Frank? I was very impressed. I think they were very large, because <laughs> I've had salads with some of the... the um, Shepherd's pie that come with a little salad in Diagon Alley. This was probably probably twice as much salad as you get there. It was just like, okay, they're probably going to narrow this down a bit, you know, the more they uh, feed people. But it was a great salad. Um, I saw one person had just the salad, and it looked huge. They had cucumbers lining around the sides, a bell pepper in the center with some uh, stuff coming out of the out of it, it's almost like a volcano. <laughs> Just presented very nicely. And even you know, I had a salad side salad with the shepherd's pie, and Frank had a side salad with his lunch his today stew. with his stew. They were different. Like I had carrots and cucumbers, and he didn't. So and they're really. Yeah, I had roasted a lot tomatoes, of... and he had plain cold tomatoes. So it seems so there's a lot of thought going into all of this. Very cool. Well, yeah. taking it back to wands, um, did you guys purchase? Have you guys previously purchased a a wand, well, and did you try the windows? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. a short answer. Yeah. Um, I did not have an interactive wand, so I went for an interactive one, and 
I tried a couple different ones, and they do feel different. Oh, that's our dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the same type. I got an oak, and I tried a couple of them, and they were weighted different, and they really did feel not the same. I thought all of the one type would be identical, and it isn't. So try a few wands if you really want to find one. If you like the look of it and you're not sure of the weight, open up another box and try it. And he found a wand that worked, so he purchased that. And we did try um, most of the windows. Um, some of, and there are more windows in our Hogsmeade than there are in Florida's Hogsmeade, uh, which is good because we don't have Diagon Alley. Yeah. Um, and a couple different ones that don't have any counterpart in Florida. And cool. um, you know, Frank was was really good at. Um, it spells. <laughs> oh, very good. I do want to mention one other thing about uh, the hippogriff, flight of the hippogriff. They changed the seating, and they do have a test seat outside. But they added shin guards, similar to the mummy ride here or Gringotts in Florida. Okay. So I don't know really why, but I guess yeah. just because it's going to have young kids on there, they want to be sure they're secure. secure. Yeah. But for a tall person, it's not comfortable. <laughs> it bends your leg back, and okay. I could not put my heel down. It was like I feel sorry for women because it was like I was having high heels the it whole time, like, and I couldn't like relax. A lot, of, it. The, a lot of the new ones are doing that because I think um, Twisted Colossus has that now too, where it holds your legs in place. And it's just odd because it's not holding your legs in the proper place. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess we're just too tall. You know, we're adults, so I think of kids, it might stop them from kicking or swinging and feel a little more secure. Yeah. But there's a problem with it that um, it sticks out when the uh, when you it goes up when you exit, it just comes out like a little bubble, and it hit Brian or Brian's knee hit it on the way out. Yeah. Um, so just to watch out for that when you're trying to get out, it's you don't see it when it, the restraint is down on your lap. It's when you come up, it just sticks out a little bit down near the shin or knee. Of course, it didn't stop me from going on it, like you know. A dozen more times, yeah. but still. <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts? Uh, it's really amazing. Okay. Um, if, if you're a local, see if you can go. It's a soft opening, so they do not guarantee, repeat, do not guarantee that anything will be open. On Friday, they didn't open up the land until 3 p.m. Yesterday, they closed the land at 3 p.m. <laughs> so you never know exactly when it's going to be open. But if you're a local, go before April 7th. Because I think do, afterwards it's going to be really busy. When do the AP previews start? Because you don't want to go then because it's just going to be annual. But right now, anybody can get in. You know, they did send us one email saying that, you know, if you buy a new annual pass right. or a season pass, you'll have the opportunity to uh, attend the annual pass. But they haven't given any more details okay. to that. Okay. Um, I think they're going to wait because they completely restructured their annual pass program recently. Mm -hmm. And all of the previous annual passes expire either the end of February or some of us have ones that go through like the middle of March. Okay, so then they might wait for that. They'll wait for yeah. Okay, so we yeah because because that's a week, couple weeks of soft openings at least. Yeah, I think they're that. they're going to push you purchasing an annual pass. Right. So awesome. But I think this whole soft opening thing that Universal is doing has been brilliant. Um, they really are, you know. They we had blackout dates in February with our annual passes. They lifted all of them. Wow. They they sent a blanket email to everybody that said there are no blackout dates in February. 
And then a week or two later, they started these soft openings. And so I think what they're doing is they're crowd management. They're, you know, AP people are going to go now to pull people off of April 7th. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's brilliant. I think it's going to work. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I was. I think brilliant. I need to go. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, so yeah. Good. We all do. And I've never, I've never read any of the books, and I've seen one of the movies, but yeah. Oh, oh, shame on you, you little heretic. <laughs> we, can, we can, we can still be friends, I suppose. Okay, right, I don't know, but that's a break, almost a deal breaker for me. <laughs> oh darn. Okay. <laughs> one last note. You know I'd I like to say. Good, Frank. Is. The way that helped me, when I can see the sight lines, I can see the Simpsons, the animal actor stage from inside Hogsmeade, is Universal Studios as Hollywood has always been a working set. I grew up yeah. that way. I grew up out yeah. here. Yeah. And so I think of it or as a real practical, hot set. Yeah. We can shoot from any angles. They can put in matte paintings or computer skyline. And so that works for Hollywood. Since it's not as immersive, it's like, oh, cool, <laughs> we're in the movie now. You're a, yeah, exactly. You're in a, the movie, Harry Potter. The movie making not, process. Not the, I like not, your perspective. Yeah, yeah, he said that one day when we were in the middle of it, and it was like, I feel so much better now. <laughs> you know, I, and I remember going to Universal Studio Orlando when it first opened in 89. Uh, you know, right around 1989 we went, and... I remember walking in there going, you know, I've seen pictures of Universal Studio Hollywood. I've, I've, you know, I went with the expectation it was going to be like Universal Studios Hollywood, even though I'd never been there. Right. And I was so disappointed that, that it was basically another Disney, you know, effectively in yeah. how they ran things. And I was like, boy. And I mean, that was when the only thing they did, they, they were filming there but the only thing they were filming was nickelodeon stuff on that little tiny sound stage off to the side and that was all you really got in your little backlot tram tour yeah it's very much a theme park through and through in florida Yeah. yeah in florida and here we're still you know a major motion picture studio plus the theme park i have actually been in one of those little golf carts not to brag or anything but i've actually (laughs) A girlfriend of mine used to be the personal assistant to Angela Lansbury, and we I would go visit her on the, at the studio for lunch sometimes, and we would take the Corey Moore Productions golf cart around, and we would always have people on the trams, like, leaning out, <laughs> trying to ogle to see if we were anybody important. I work in one of the studios as well, and sometimes we have fun walking around the lot going, well, I was talking to Tom last week, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you can say yeah. that you, you were talking to Tom on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I didn't say which Tom, yes. but, you know, or, you know, you just kind of have fun with that. And... Nice. <laughs> it's too fun. All right. Excellent. Let's head on to the news. Um, since Tony's not here, I have the, this week's news. Do you have anything exciting in news? Not really, no. Um, SeaWorld San Diego has announced a new aquarium-based attraction that will include five rides, um, including a submarine ride. That will travel throughout the three acre area. So this sounds not like an attraction, but a huge conglomeration of attractions and aquariums and things like that. It's called Ocean Explorer, and it will give visitors a close-up view of octopuses, octopi, whatever it is, uh, spider crabs, and lots and lots of jellyfish. Uh, speaking of jellyfish, one of the plan- other planned rides is a wave swinger. 
that's made to look like a jellyfish, and the suspended chairs will look like the tentacles. And Fun. just to make things <laughs> a little more interesting, you'll fly through bubbles. Cool. Do you get stung like you do with jellyfish? That's the bubbles, yes. <laughs> if, you, if you if you open your, if they hit your eyes, yes. Um, the area will have a like a research field with undersea research pods, with interactive displays, informational graphics, things like that. So that's kind of cool. Um, bad news: even this needs the approval of the California Coastal Commission. So construction has not started. Um, they are hoping to open this late next spring. So um, not a lot of information out yet, um, but they, you know, SeaWorld needs all the good press they can get. Uh, in a related story, SeaWorld Entertainment uh, announced that they are making changes to leadership, mm. including promoting the San Diego Park President John Riley to a per- to position overseeing the company's 11 theme parks. Um, in addition, they're replacing um, their chief parks operations and zoological offers, officers and uh, installing a new head at the San Antonio SeaWorld Park. Uh, so, let's see. The retiring... Uh, Daniel B. Brown is retiring. He's the chief parks operations officer. Um, he's being replaced with... John Riley, who is the San Diego Park president. Um, let's see. Christopher Dold, who is currently the uh, vice president of vet services, has been promoted to chief zoological officer. And he's replacing uh, Brad Andrews, who will become the zoological director emeritus. Um, let's see. To, 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 to replacing Riley, this is this is uh, replacing Riley as president of both SeaWorld and Aquatica will be Marilyn Hans H A N N E S. I don't know how to pronounce that. Who is currently get this vice president of global sales? She has served a number of roles joint, since joining the company of nineteen in since joining the company in nineteen ninety seven, including vice president of marketing and sales for the company's California parks. <sighs> Don't know why they would put somebody in sales in charge of a park, but that's just me. Um, finally, in a move to advance its new resort strategy, uh, SeaWorld hired hospitality veteran Steve Iandolo as vice president of resort development. Um, I guess SeaWorld is working with the Evans Hotel Group to uh, develop a SeaWorld-branded resort hotel on Mission Bay. So they're trying to expand this, the San Diego Resort with the, with the hotel as well. So any thoughts on either of those stories? Hmm. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's certainly it's certainly a good step. I mean that right. they're trying really hard to to put an investment back into the park mm-hmm. and save the investment they already have as opposed to tanking the whole thing. Right, exactly. So and at least people will be able to keep their jobs. Yep. Agreed. All right, let's head to our next story and there will be lots of talk on lists, so hopefully. Um so I'm going to keep the story brief. Labor hours at Walt Disney World and Disneyland may be affected by budget issues at Shanghai Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanghai Disney is over their projected budget and behind schedule, 
so cast members at the U.S. Disney Parks may be seeing a reduction in their hours to save money in the parks division of the company. Uh, allegedly, the cuts have already started at Disneyland and will be coming to Walt Disney World. Uh, California theme park has had a uh, 20% reduction in labor costs in attractions, guest relations, custodial, and more. Um, some departments, such as front desk and concierge, are only allowing workers or cast members 32 hours per week after the changes. Of course, there is no official information or statement from Disney about these cuts. Discuss. Well, I have heard that they've already started layoffs in Florida, and I know cast members I know have not been able to get full-time schedules Mm-hmm. for a while also hong kong disney's disneyland's already been affected by shanghai they um they've had a loss and a drop in attendance some of that is due to the weakness in their currency but you know they've only people, been profitable for a couple of years well, and those people are just waiting and gonna go to shanghai instead right. of going to hong kong yeah yeah and ironically even though Sh- shanghai is larger <clears throat> um it is cheaper than the tickets at hong kong disneyland is it because of the real estate, do you think? I don't know, or, or its location. I'm not too yeah. sure. This reminds me when they were building DCA and they kept cutting back on DCA when they were doing Tokyo Seas. And then they had to put in all this money back into DCA to mm-hmm. bring it up. So yeah. it didn't seem like they really learned cutting it <laughs> you know, for some things. Well, You're going to have to pay for it in the long run. Wasn't the first time we really saw um, cuts in guest services-based um, professions when they built Disneyland Paris and had the, all those yeah. issues with the union and were in the in the red for so long with the with Disneyland Paris construction? Yeah, there was, and even a few years after it opened, when they couldn't fill the hotels. Yeah, I remember that. So I was, yeah. It's they, not um, something we haven't seen before. Yeah, they just don't seem to learn their lesson. Well, no company ever seems to learn their lesson <laughs> when they when they you know dump all their finances into a project and then the project starts going south. The thing is, I mean, what, are you what gets to me, do? what gets me is you know Shanghai is delayed and over budget. That can't be a surprise to Disney. <laughs> of course, it is. It's Shanghai. That you know. Well, everybody's trying to cut their budgets so tight and work with as little as they possibly can. That's true, yeah. So, I mean, and that's just a corporate business trend around the world. Yet they put the guy who's in charge of Shanghai in charge of Imagineering. Yeah. I think that'll change. Well, that's because of his creative background. Yeah. Yeah. Because Shanghai looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, you have to admit the projects he worked on have been extraordinary. Over budget and late, but extraordinary. <laughs> well, just don't put them in charge of the budget, but the Imagineering and the creativity, that's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, any, anything else in the news? Let's head over to Rapid Fire. Let's start with Michael. All right. Well, I have a couple and that are somewhat related. Um, we think ha- anyway, right? Well, it it would seem to be. (laughs) Um, For the past few years, uh, Disneyland guests have enjoyed all the splendiferous wonders of the Mad Tea Party, from the White Rabbit's mega mix of muchness to the most amazing and talented band, this side of Wonderland. You know, this stuff just writes itself. (laughs) 
Well, Wonderlanders, the Mad Tea Party will be serving up its final cup of curiosities at Disney California Adventure on March 30th. So all of you Mad Tea Party fans out there, you'll want to make plans to join Tweedledee and Tweedledum for one last spot of tea. So the Mad Tea Party will be open on weekends through March 13th and then nightly March 18th through the 30th. Oh, for the uh, Easter season or right. the spring break season. Right, right. So, and but d- d- don't don't lose heart, because Disneylanders who have been around the hub a few times, you might remember, <laughs> you might remember the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, and we've we've talked about it on the show quite a few times. We have great memories from that. Yes. Yes, it was started in an effort to increase attendance at the then struggling Disney's California Adventure. <laughs> Although not to the scale of Epcot's Food and Wine Festival, I know Carol and I really enjoyed attending it. Mm-hmm. And due to the heavy construction of the reimagining of Disney California Adventure, the Food and Wine Festival was canceled in 2010 to our disappointment. Well, I am delighted to tell you that Disney California Adventure will soon be filled with even more fabulous food and an awakening of the senses when when they when Disney California Adventure hosts their food and wine festival once again. And that begins April 1st, the day after the Mad Tea Party clears its table. So so this month-long festival, which will take place during weekends in April, will celebrate some of the best of California cuisine. A distinguishing feature will be new festival marketplaces, where guests can dip and savor delicious flavors from throughout the state of California. So I remember how previously you the food was in existing um, restaurants and t- and counter service restaurants. I'm wondering if they're going more the route of uh, of Epcot, where they're going to have more freestanding booths for the food. I don't know that they can. That was part of the issue. I think was the was the health codes in California are different. Uh. Than- yeah, they're really strict in California. Yeah. But what I was um, when I was there on Saturday, the lady that sells the frozen bracelets and stuff over by the mad tea party mm-hmm. she was telling me that what is it the um odin's shop kiosk is that his name wondering oaken wondering oaken she said that one that's gonna be closed during the food and wine so i'm thinking that they're turning that or i think it, they're turning that into one of the kiosks for food and wine yeah maybe yeah, I think and that's that what might she be, said, and she didn't know if he was going to come back after food and wine. Now, maybe one of the reasons Mad Tea Party is is going away is because they're going to use that area mm-hmm. more extensively for. But they may also use it, like stage seventeen. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. That would be great. And those are mad. That was a mad. That's the one on the back end, right? That Mad Tea Party used. No, no, that's, that's, that's millionaire stage. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Anna and Elsa stage. Yeah, remember yeah. when we went well, the, to the Frozen the, the, Festival? The, Frozen it was Festival. the playground, the Frozen yeah, Playground Olaf's, in the yeah. meat. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, Frozen Festival. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking that that would probably be um, one of the ones. Remember when last time we went, and what you're thinking of, Nancy, what used to be the food court when California right. Adventure first opened, mm-hmm. and they had different types of food that you could try, and a bunch of us went in there. I think, Tom, you were there. 
and some others and I, we were there and we had samples of like sliders and other food that they sold at a nominal charge. But I think they, they had the freestyle Coke machine in there during food right. and, and they had an exhibit um, area as well. And isn't the, when the exhibit area is that I think where John Lasseter was talking about his wines? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember that. And then they had the wine tasting where we kind of meandered through for the wine tasting. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. And then where the they have the beer tasting now or the outdoor seating area for the Trattoria. They had. Um, and I went to one of these, and what they did is they had different chefs make breakfast, and you watched them cook, and then you got to taste what they made. Nice. So. Um, but aren't they using that that restaurant back in Hollywood Land for something else now? Doesn't like the bakery or? The- it's a. It's a rehear. It, well, it was a rehearsal stage for a really long time. Hmm. Okay. I thought they were using it for something else. Remember they had um. After um, other than the front part of it, they they, opened it up. They're using it for arcade for a while, but right, but just the front half of it. Right, and they had it closed off on the left side in the back for um, for rehearsal stage. Mm, Okay. Well, the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival will also include culinary demonstrations, appearances by celebrity chefs, and informative seminars. So Disney's going to be releasing um, additional information soon, including how you can reserve your seats at the premium experiences taking place during the festival. So, um, so be sure to come on out to Disneyland on weekends beginning April 1st and keep listening to the Dis Unplugged Disneyland podcast for updates and bon appetit. <laughs> I'm sure we're probably, Tony and a few of us will probably go out and eat like freaks at some point. Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, Nancy. Okay, so everybody's seen this on their Facebook feed. I know they have. Um <laughs> Hashtag share your ears and hashtagging share your ears helps make a wish foundation. So, of course, in celebration of, you know, our diamond celebration that never ends, um, Disney Parks will donate five dollars to make a wish up to one million for every ear photo you share on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter with the hashtags. That's very important. Hashtag share your ears, E A R S. <laughs> and you can make up those ears. As opposed to the other want. way you spell ears, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, ears is in Mouseketeers uh, with E's. Anyway, um, so they want to, you know, cool ears, funny ears, Mickey Mouse ears. They want to see them all. That's what they say. So make a wish. Everybody's heard of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, granting more than 100,000 wishes for children with life-threatening medical conditions all over the United States. Um, they do all sorts. In fact, our, our favorite folks that give kids the world work a lot with the Make-A-Wish Foundation to help grant those wishes. So from now until March 14th, let's share My the birthday. Oh, happy early birthday, Mary Jo. <laughs> Um, and you can learn more at shareyourears.org. Very cool. Thank you, Nancy. I will go mm-hmm. next. I stole this one from Mary Jo. Right from under her nose. Uh-oh. Uh, podcast favorite Tortilla Joe's has introduced a new weekend brunch. Mm. 
For $14, you get your choice of entree, and some of those include uh, chilaquiles, machaca um, con huevos, con, uh, con huevos chile relleno. <laughs> That's got, like, everything in it. Um, roasted pork torta. And then, of course, you Americans can have pancakes or huevos americanos. So that's um, eggs with potatoes and toast, probably. Uh, plus, you get fresh fruit for the table and a selection of Mexican desserts such as churros or mini apple chimichangas. Mm. And this one is really for Mary Jo. For an extra $10, you can add an hour's worth of bottomless, bottomless mimosas. I would share them with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it actually sounds y- very yummy. It does sound good. Mm-hmm. Uh, brunch is, uh, uh, and of course, they have other brunch inspired cocktails as well. Brunch is now served Saturdays and Sundays from 9 a.m. to noon. Just started this weekend, so. Now I'm hungry. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> uh, but 14 bucks for, for brunch is not. All that it's not a buffet; it's just a, one, a single entree. But then you get the fruit and the dessert, so it's not that not bad, not bad. I think, especially for the Disneyland parks, I think that's pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. Yep. All right, Mary Jo. Well, beginning this Friday, new Pirates of the Caribbean character Zoom Zooms will be sold. Um, if for anybody who might not know what Zoom Zooms are, they're the little Roly Poly yeah. Disney stuffed figures that are the latest collectibles. I think. They're also a um, a little game app for your your smartphone. Okay, so the kids could. Yeah, could get my them. daughters are totally into them. Oh Last yeah, week Kelly it was Star Wars, but this is exciting now. Oh okay. yeah, Kelly loves them too. But there's going to be seven Pirates of the Caribbean zoom zooms, including a pirate, Arr. a skeleton, a Arr. pig, parrot, a, a captain, pig? and uh huh. Oh the yeah, pig. yeah, yeah, pig. Yeah, okay, got it. And among my favorites are the redhead, because everybody's going to watch the redhead, <laughs> and the dog, complete with keys hanging out of his mouth. So yeah, those cute. are pretty darn cute. Oh, yeah. And at the Disney... Design- go ahead, Nancy. The main pirate looks a lot like Captain Jack Sparrow. How, how ironic. I know, right? <laughs> At the Disneyland Resort, you can get these at the World of Disney in downtown Disney District, um, the Paradise Pier in California Adventure in the uh, Tees Hats and Tattoo Shop, Mickey's Toontown in the Disneyland Park at the Gag Factory. You what? Can, oh, they moved them into the park now? Mm-hmm. Shock. They've, they they have not put them into the parks before. Because... We collect those, and we have to stop by. You've been with us when we've had to stop by World of Disney to get our Simpsons. Right, but this is, I don't know how often you go to the Gag Factory in Toontown, because that's the only store that sells it in Disneyland Park right now. Well, no, they always used to say the only place we have them is World of Disney, because it's a Disney store. They started out as a Disney store product, and because the World of of Disney is business unit um, attached to the Disney stores sort of there's there's a weird contractual thing that they can have some similar products oh well they're allowing them in the parks now so that's awesome so because it's this is obviously a park line i wonder if they started that with the little theme park um vehicle ride vehicle simpsons because um we i don't think we ever talked about them on the show but there's also a little line where there's like dumbo and the log flim log and the um the um Rocket chips. There's one of the rocket chips, and oh, that's pretty cool. They're very oh, there's cute. A, there's, um, oh, the Welcome double decker bus, the fire engine. 
Sorry. But a lot of people collect Anyways, them, so... Yeah, they Kelly do. has... Are they affordable? Yes. World of Disney has them three for... <laughs> three for 15. Okay. I so think five they're normally... Six, maybe? Six ninety-five. dollars Five bucks for that? Just don't let your cat or dog play with them. I was just thinking our cats would love those things. <laughs> They're great. I, yeah, pets love them. We've uh, we've snatched a few from Paris's mouth every now and then. Yeah, Kelly has hers piled up in the shelf. Anyway, their new Sumsum starting this Friday. Very cool. Yeah, and now one of our chat people is saying, you know, it's it's just like doing um, keychains and and pins. Same kind of cost, you know, yeah. cheaper than pins. True. They're like the Beanie Babies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I akined them to, and I kind of went because <laughs> I gave a whole box of those away uh, at a garage sale. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Mary Jo. Sorry, that was your rapid fire, huh? Yes. Oh, right. really? Was it? Yes. Oh. We should have like all switched rapid fires, and <laughs> would it would have been so much easier. All right. Thank you, folks. Brian, Frank, thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for inviting us. Of Thanks. course, of course. Yeah. Hey, they don't have rapid fires? What's, what gives? I know. They t- yeah, their rapid fire was huge. It was all about yeah. the <laughs> studios. I know. You were there, right? Okay, there you go. All right, for those of you listening live, be sure to stick around for Mary Jo's Day 6 adventure. Um, to, to Wizarding World? Yes, exactly. <laughs> we all have to go on Pottermore before we go to Wizarding World and get sorted. Ravenclaw. I was wondering which ones you guys were. <laughs> I think I have a feeling I'll be a Hufflepuff. Notice that there was no hesitation. They, mm-hmm. they, they knew exactly. Yeah, yeah they my knew daughter's exactly. a, my oldest daughter is a Ravenclaw. I'm proud of it. Absolutely, because we're the best. Nice. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it for this segment of the, I'm getting out of this. Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Bye.